We're back on 95.5 WSB Green and Growing, getting ready to go into hour three of the show. And I'm really excited about this last hour of the show. Joe Burgess is in studio with me, regional specialist with the Georgia Forestry Commission. What that means for you, his 30 years of tree knowledge, probably more than 30 years of tree knowledge, certified arborist, of course. And I really want to differentiate for all of you the difference between getting an arborist out there in your property if you have concerns about tree health and just hiring a tree company. And you just kind of think, well, I just want to cut the tree down and not really taking the time to understand what's going on in your landscape. So, Joe, I'm going to go and bring you on a little early. Good morning. Thank you for coming in. Good morning. Happy to be here. We have a lot to talk about. And I'm, I'm really excited about Arbor Day. It's not something that I have participated in in years past, but there's a lot you and I can get into as far as the history of Arbor Day. I want to ask you about Tree City USA and what that program entails. And I was telling you off the air, I really pride myself with this show in getting back to basics. Okay, Joe, and just assuming new homeowners, people new to Georgia, not all of us know a lot about gardening and about things like that. So I'm going to pick your brain helping kind of being a consumer advocate for our listeners, how to properly hire a tree service. Yeah, that's a big question. That's a big that, that, that's a big problem many of us confront, and it's not always easy, easy. Right. So, I mean, you'll definitely be able to give people the knowledge to empower themselves to make the right decision there. And improper planting, it happens all too often. Trees just kind of thrown haphazardly in spots. And then we have listeners call for years, the Lawn and Garden Show, talking to Walter. Well, now it's busting up my sidewalk. The tree roots are busting up my driveway. Can I just cut those roots and the tree's going to be okay? Or likewise, we talked about trees just falling over. We've had a lot of wet weather and what is causing these trees to just lay down. Right. And and there, there are structural issues that sometimes aren't evident to the homeowners. So we can chat about that a bit. I, I love that. So Joe Burgess from the Georgia Forestry Commission here. And if you want to follow along online, I recommend you do that. I've thrown out some great websites this morning. GeorgiaArborist.org, always a good one to know. That's where you're going to find a certified arborist. Have someone out to your property if you have any questions. And uh, Georgia Forestry Commission, their website Go to gatrees.org and it'll get you the same place. That's way easier. Thank you, Joe. Certainly. That's why I brought you in. We're streamlining the process here on Green and Growing. Joe's on for an entire hour with us today, certified arborist and regional specialist. So welcome to the show. Very glad to have you. Thank you. I heard in the earlier segment where you said, let's play Stump the Arborist. So <laughs> I didn't know I was going to start out under the bus, but yeah, okay. Right. And I think we've got some really good calls too. But before we get to these questions, Lisa Marie... Susan and Ron, don't go anywhere. I did want to just cover a couple of things with you, some concerns that homeowners may have. And I don't know why, but, you know, there's a difference. Shrubs in your landscape, flowers in your landscape, that doesn't have the intimidation factor that trees do because oftentimes trees were put there long before you moved in and then something starts to go wrong and you freak out. Well, and, you know, your, your, your butterfly bush that you're cutting back to half now is not going to fall on your house. Exactly, exactly. So, and pine trees, I mean, that's like one of the scariest things here in Georgia. Whipping in the wind, you know, on a very windy day or stormy weather, we're afraid of pine trees. I don't know. There's teenagers in cars. I think that's one of the scariest things. <laughs> that is. Actually, a lot of them have been on winter break all week, too. <laughs> so right. There were a lot more on that's the roads right. in, in you and right. I's part of town than what we're used to. Right. But, okay, so first of all, I did want to give listeners the benefit of some of your knowledge on how to properly hire a tree service. I know you've got some good consumer advice on just the basics of where they should start and how they should go about doing that. 
Well, one of the first things they need to think about is what do they want the tree service to do? Are they looking to just have a tree removed? Are they looking for tree care? Are they looking to find out whether the tree is structurally sound? Because if if all you want to do is have a tree removed, then the the things you're looking for are fairly basic. Um, You want to make sure that you always have a contract signed prior to any entry onto your property. Um, Never pay for anything up front and uh, understand that um, if it's not in the contract, it won't happen. Uh, Things like um, big trucks cracking your driveway, tearing up your lawn, damaging your irrigation system. So if that's not in the contract, uh, you know, your your recourse is through the courts and nobody ever wants to do that. No. Um, But if you're looking for tree care, then you generally want to try to find a certified arborist. And you had mentioned earlier the the website with the georgiaarborist.org to find a, a certified arborist. There's other websites also. But a certified arborist is an individual who generally has a level of training and experience that exceeds the guy driving around with a chainsaw in the back of his truck. Yep, and a tree chipper, right? And, and a tree chipper and a lawnmower mm-hmm. and you know those sort of things. Um, and there are a lot of folks that are reputable for taking down trees, but there are there's a better way to go, certified arborist, if you're looking for tree care and trying to figure out one of the one of the questions I often get is I'm worried about the tree falling on my house. So there are certified arborists who aren't associated with tree care companies who had who can come to your landscape and look at your trees and tell whether there are obvious structural defects that you need to be worried about. So um, you generally can go to a website and 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 call at least three different individuals to get estimates as to what kind of uh, what it's going to cost you. You know, it can be all over the board, and sometimes. If you're just talking about tree removal, the cheapest is not always the best. Absolutely. I mean, there could be a company that comes in with a quote $1,000 less than some of the others, but that may not necessarily be the route you want to go. Now, and just with any other home service company, it is okay for you to ask those guys for their, their insurance papers and things, right? It's recommended. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we used to say make sure they're bonded and insured, but bonded doesn't mean much anymore. And you want to make sure that they're, the insurance papers they're showing you aren't for their vehicle. Oh, you know, you they want pers- you want to see personal property and liability insurance, and um, you have to, you know, I, I don't give legal advice, but generally speaking, if they don't have insurance and they're injured on your property, the courts oftentimes look at you as being their employer, so and responsible for their injuries. So, you know, here again, not being an attorney, forewarned is forearmed. So. Yes. And now with the Georgia Arborist as well, when you when you find one on georgiaarborist.org, is there a fee associated with a certified arborist coming out to your home? Generally speaking, there is. But, you know, if all you want them to do is take a look at your trees and determine if they're structurally sound rather than asking them for tree care, you know, you should be willing to pay for that. Sure. Um, and it's... Uh, it's it's long-term beneficial to you, and sometimes it will assuage some of your worries about whether you've got structurally sound trees or not. And I bet you guys hear from some you know local jurisdictions, smaller cities, who maybe want to know the history of some trees you know that are well respected as people drive by and see you know an oak tree or something that may be hundreds of years old. Y'all can also tell tree age. We like to think we can. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, who's going to tell us we can't? Right? <laughs> Not the truth. So, yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, as I guess it was like B.B. King said, my mama said she loved me, but she might be jiving me too. <laughs> so it's very difficult to tell the actual age of a tree. We have guidelines that we use. A lot of folks think trees are older than they are. I used to have a section of a water oak uh, in my office that blew over in a tornado uh, up in Kennesaw, and it was 48 inches in diameter, and it was 50 years old. Oh, gee, that's misleading. It's very misleading. And it was growing really, really fast. And it was on top of a spring and it wow. had everything it could want in yeah. terms of nutrients. But, and it wasn't that old. Yeah. Not all of us get bigger the older we get, right? 404-872-0750. Some of you have great questions. I want you to call and be a part of the show and talk to Joe Burgess here on Green and Growing. First, up to Canton. Good morning, Lisa Marie. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. We have... um a set of three cherry trees. They were planted back in 2004 along our drive, and I love these trees. But some of my next-door neighbor's trees began to crowd them out for several years. And this past summer, he cut back all of those trees, and so now it's painfully obvious that my cherries have been leaning in, trying to get out of the way of those other trees. Can they recover from that, or will they have to be treated for something? Well, how big are they, tall-wise? They're probably 50 feet tall. Okay, so you you essentially have a tree that's has an unbalanced crown now. Is that correct? Um, yes, okay. it's definitely a left leaning tree. All all three of them. Okay, but here again, because these trees have been in the ground a long time and they're established, it's not a structural issue. It's an aesthetic issue that you're up against. Correct. Okay, so you can get a certified arborist who could come out and can prune that tree to get the crown more balanced looking. Um, Generally, you don't want to take more than about a quarter to a third of the live growth off in one year, but it will take a number of years to get that tree back to where it has what you would like to think of as a more uniform shaped crown. How long do they normally last? Cherry trees? Yeah. Um. I've seen cherry trees that have been 50 years old. Generally okay. thinking, I, if, if you can get 30, 35 years out of a cherry tree, you're doing pretty good, particularly ornamental cherries. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Thank you for the help. Lisa, okay. that was a great question, and that was one I was going to ask myself, concerns about leaning trees. So I'm really glad you called. We have just a minute or two. Susan, if you can make your question pretty quick from Decatur, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, I listened to the uh, Georgia Power segment um, they've come through my neighborhood, and they don't prune the trees. They just hack them. They, um, anything coming over the power lines, they just hack them off straight off. And you have concerns c- concerns about the aesthetics of it, right, how, it, how it's left to look? Well, yeah, and the health of the trees. Okay. Well, you know, wh- one of the problems is that Georgia Power will use subcontractors to do a lot of their pruning, but you know they're kind of in a rock and a hard place. They're they are charged with providing electricity to landscapes that are surrounding yours. So everybody needs to have electricity, and but they also can't go on private property to prune those trees. So they are limited within what we call a halo around those power lines. To prune now, Georgia Power is a uh, a tree line uh, company, which is a, a a program from the um, from Tree City USA, a tree line, and they generally have a pretty good responsibility uh, demonstrated for doing proper tree pruning. But 
it's not always their contractors that are doing it. Well, like you said, between a rock and a hard place, in a perfect world, trees wouldn't have been put near power lines in the first place. And, you know, when you plant them, they're only, what, three or four feet tall, and you don't realize they're going to soon be 20, 25 feet tall. Joe Burgess in studio, regional specialist from the Georgia Forestry Commission. And, Joe, I was asking you off the air with yesterday being Georgia Arbor Day, what does it mean? What does Tree City USA mean when folks see those signs in their local communities? Well, Tree City USA is a uh, program from the National Arbor Day Foundation that is a recognition program for local communities who meet four basic standards. Uh, One is that they have to have a tree ordinance that protects trees on public property. They have to spend um, $2 per capita on tree care, tree planting. They have to have a tree board, which essentially educates the local populace about the values of community trees, and they have to have an Arbor Day program. And um, we've been doing lots of Arbor Day programs, um, some of them underwater, these uh, these past two weeks. Yeah, yesterday was a little soggy in some places. So with the tree board, how are those folks chosen? Are some of them master gardeners? Where do they come from? Well, actually, it's all over the board. Some folks are appointed by city council. Some folks are, you know, selected by the fact that they're part of the garden club program or they're master gardeners. But many communities generally have their city councils pick one individual that will serve on that board on staggered uh, timeframes. So, you know, they, they try to keep some continuity throughout the years. So if you're interested in what uh, Arbor Day celebrations or what happenings are going on this weekend, if any of your local jurisdictions are participating in those, you can go to my Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB, the Facebook page for the show. And I have a link there from the Georgia Forestry Commission on what's going on. And do we also in Georgia recognize like the National Arbor Day, which happens in April? Do we also do a second set of things for that, too? Or this is this is our time right now? Well, I, I, I don't want to um, cast aspersions here, but, you know, Arbor Day is generally now with with um, Kurt's prognost- uh, prognostications aside about the temperature, uh-huh. it's usually after the last hard freeze that we have. Um, that's when you have Arbor Day. But, you know, it's it's all over the board. We do celebrate both Arbor Days. Um, usually the second Arbor Day, we don't celebrate uh, the National Arbor Day. We celebrate by tree planting. We usually have programs and scavenger hunts and all that sort of thing. Really cool. Yeah. Something very cool to get the family involved in this weekend. One of the things that you and Walter were talking about earlier were about um, pine chips from a, a tree care company. You know, And I, I always caution folks about that because when they're taking down trees and chopping them up, Oftentimes, those are trees that may have some disease or have died. So when you get those mulch dumps, you know, whether sometimes, you know, as much as three to five yards of chips, it's a lot of chips. You want to make sure those stay in the pile and compost them for at least three months before you spread them around your landscape. Or you can go to Pikes and you can get those pine bark nuggets, which are essentially disease free. Yeah. And four for ten dollars. That is a great deal. So that is a a question that we'd had pretty often before uh, Walter and I, Joe, on the show was if you just leave that pile, let it get weathered, let it get rained on everything right. the heat for three months is safe right, right. and what is that going to do it's essentially go through a heat and it'll cook all the, the the bad things if you will out of that mulch very good folks see you get knowledge here on green and growing i like it. you get it from experts more so than than me though 404 want to talk to ron in marietta good morning 
Good morning. Uh, enjoy your show a lot. Thank you, Ron. So what are some of the symptoms of your hemlock trees? What's going on with them? Well, I have a nice stand of hemlock trees near my cabin up in North Georgia that are slowly dying, and I'm assuming it's an HWA infestation. And my question is, is there anything I can do to stem this? Uh, yes, there's a, uh, a chemical called uh, merit it's a metacloprid is what the chemical name is and that's a soil drench that you can apply uh, around your tree you can go to our uh, website um, gatrees.org and you can find information there about how to actually care for those hemlocks it's a um, if if you're not um, feeling capable enough to do those kind of soil drenches and those applications there are contractors that you can find that will do that for you. And what's HWA, either Joe or Ron? It's a hemlock woolly adelgid. Ooh. Yeah, they are uh, wreaking havoc on uh, hemlocks across uh, North Georgia. Wow. So, Ron, you've done some research. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be the guy to apply the drench? You feel pretty confident about that? I have probably 30 hemlock trees in my in my property up there, so it'll be a big job for me. Well, but there's contractors who can do that. Do, do you? Let me ask this: Do you have bird feeders? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'll see, now sometimes what you'll find is that the birds land on these hemlock trees, and the adelgids will get on the feet of the birds, and they'll move them to the next hemlock tree. So oh, wow. sometimes you need to think about what you like more the birds oh, or the no. Yes. oh no <laughs> hate to put that choice before that's you that's a but, tough decision yeah yeah well ron well, thank, thank you, you. yeah thanks for the observation and thanks for sharing the question all right thanks we'll come Bye see now. you up in the north georgia mountains here when the weather gets a little bit warmer i would love that 404-872-0750 barry in kennesaw hey there barry good morning guys man it's beautiful to see the sunshine for a change isn't it nice i know amen <laughs> quick uh Quick, uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a dogwood that has reached a height probably about 20 or so feet. It's about twice as tall as I would like to have it. And my question is, how deep can I prune a dogwood? Well, it, it, let me ask this. Okay. It's too tall because of why? Because it's, uh, it, we've got it outside our sunroom, and now it's way above the roof. So when they bloom, we don't even see the blooms. We'd like to have it lower and downwards a little bit more visible. Got it. Okay. So what you're going to have to do is this, this is going to be a multi-year process. Okay. Okay. You can um, prune it back to, to, a, About, to, how, go ahead. to, a, to what we call a lateral. In other words, you're, you're, you're going to be reducing the overall height of the tree, but you can't take off more than about a third in any one year, or you're really going to stress this tree. Okay. Is, is this tree in full sun? No. Okay. So that, that reduces the amount of stress it will, will feel. Okay. Um, uh-huh. But just remember, you got to be sure that you're pruning it according to like ISA specifications, and you make those pruning cuts properly. And you can find information about that on our website also. So no more than a third of the total height, and what is the best no, time of year? No, to no, do no, that? I didn't say the no? total height. Oh, okay. No more than the third of the live tissue. I'm so going to go and do some reading about that, aren't I? Yeah, I mean yeah, that's well, the limbs, that's the branches, that's that's all of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you got to be careful because if you stress a dogwood, um, bad things can happen. And what's the proper mm-hmm. time of year to even just start picking away at that, Joe? I'd probably. You don't want to do it now because you're going to miss the blooms, right? Well, 
the, the blooms don't seem to be the issue now. The issue is the tree's too tall. So you got to figure out what, you know, I, I would put prune it after the blooms are out. Um, I, generally speaking, the rule of thumb now is that you try to prune like late spring, early summer, because that's when trunk tissue is going to heal over those wounds. So if you're not. All righty then. Okay. Guys are very helpful. I appreciate you. Y'all have a great day. You too. Thanks, Barry. You too. Great question. That's that's going to take, what did you say, a multi-year process, two yep. or three years? Yeah. Yep. Okay. If he has enough patience. Yes, right. And doesn't forget. Like, and oh, yeah, it. I started that project last year. I didn't finish. All right. Linda up in Houston. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I love your question. Um, it's broad and general, and it's going to help a lot of folks. You know, and I'm going to try to be brief, but about three and a half years ago, I moved into a house that was heavily wooded, and my homeowner's insurance uh, canceled because they felt seven trees were um, at risk of, you know, damaging my house, and they were beautiful, old oaks, white oaks, and, you know, they told me that they'd reinstate my policy if I, you know, removed them, which I did. Well, apparently, they're reassessing my property and have identified a few more trees that they think are dead or dying. So my question is, A, how do I go about verifying this prior to having to pay another $1,000 a tree to have it removed? And B, if one of the trees is on my property but is leaning toward my neighbor's home and falls on their house, is it my responsibility to, you know, pay for damages and repairs. So let's start with that question. That is a common question and it scares folks. What's the answer, Joe? Well, it kind of scares me to have to answer that. <laughs> you know, you did give a disclaimer. You're not giving legal advice early in the that's show. Right, that's right. That's right. That's right. The, the, the insurance company's kind of figured out that when a tree crosses the property line, it becomes the ownership of the person who it now owns it. You know, it comes across their line, they get it. If their tree comes across your line, you get it. Um, that keeps everybody out of court. Now, um, the question about the leaning tree is always going to be, has the lean changed? Everybody worries about whether or not a tree has leaned and is it structurally unsound? Is it getting more severe, Linda? I mean, do you see kind of some of the root crown coming up a little bit or what? Well, Yes. I mean, just this past spring and summer, it didn't produce the beautiful leaves it was producing, the one that, that they say is really in question of dead or dying. But the, I don't believe they're tree experts. And so what would your advice be to, for me to identify, is this really a problem that I need to address again? Um, the, if, if the tree doesn't have leaves on it, it's not alive. If the tree has a lean that has changed, the tree has become structurally unsound in the ground. Okay. You know, you can hire a certified arborist that can come out and look at that and render an opinion about whether those trees are structurally sound or not. Um, and generally, I, I tell folks that, um, you know, you don't throw good money at a bad tree. And if a tree is leaning, it needs to go. Now, if, if the lean okay. has changed... But, you know, we take pictures of our kids so that we can see what they look like. Take pictures of your trees so you can see what they look like also. Oh, good idea. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good luck. You've got quite a task ahead of you, Linda. Thank you so much for the call. Well, coming up, we'll get to Sharon. We'll get to Aaron on Green and Growing. We'll be back right after a check of traffic and weather on 95.5 WSB. Aaron, if you can make it quick, out in Stone Mountain, we want your question. Good morning. Okay. I have a tree in my backyard. Um, I want few years ago, a straight wind 
came in and cut some of the branches off. Mm. And it's very close to my shed. And I want somebody to come out and see if the tree is alive or if it's dead, how much to take it down. That's a great question. Um, And the reason it's a great question is because a lot of those things, a lot of those assessments you can do yourself if if you know what to look for the the Georgia Forestry Commission has on our website a um a a portal through community forestry where uh you can look at a checklist of how to determine whether or not your tree is dead or not and whether or not the tree may be structurally sound or whether you need a certified arborist to come out and take a look at it just because okay. it's just because a tree's lost a lot of its branches doesn't mean it's dead. And just because it has a lot of leaves doesn't mean it's not structurally unsound. Do you have a phone number of somebody I could call? Well, you can go to, no, I don't. We have a, a, a website. You can go to gatrees.org under um, community forestry and professional assistance, or you can go to georgiaarborist.org and you can get a list of certified arborists with their phone numbers who can come to your uh, site and take a look at those trees. So that may be easier for you, Aaron, if you'd actually like to talk to someone on the phone, georgiaarborist.org, but then they could redirect you back to the documentation and the things that uh, Joe's talking about on georgiatrees.org. Right. Right. So thank you for that. And Sharon, we're going to squeeze you in really quickly here up in Cherokee County. Hey, what's your question? Hey, I have a coral bark Japanese maple that's got witch's broom and it's ruined the shape of the tree. I've been trying to cut it out of the top, but frankly, I have no clue what I'm doing. So Any advice? Witch's broom, that looks like just gnarled kind of edges to the limbs. and the, It right? looks like long, huge fingers, like the end. Oh, ah, sorry. I just cut her off. Well, that's okay. We can chat about that uh, if she's still there listening Mm -hmm. on the radio. Um, You've got to prune it back at least 8 to 10 inches back to a lateral to get rid of that. And um, you got to be careful because there's only so much of a Japanese maple you can prune in any one season before you start having a long-term impact on the tree. And now is a good time to do that, Sharon, right now before it fully leafs out. So get to work. I'm sorry I cut you off. I hope you're still out there. But Joe, it's been a pleasure. How can folks find you on the World Wide Web? Well, you can get us at gatrees.org. The Sustainable Community Forestry Program also has a blog, SCFP, and you're findable on uh, Facebook as well. Love it. Georgia Forestry Commission. This has been a great topic, and if you didn't get your question answered, you can certainly pass it along to me on the Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB. I'll be in touch with you there, and we'll definitely have more conversations with Joe because this is a lot of good content. Too much to squeeze into an hour. Happy to do it. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure. It's been a great Saturday morning, folks. Have a good weekend, and I'll be back with you Monday morning. Triple Team Traffic right here on 95.5 WSB. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.